You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's your favorite Uncle Silk. It's Dan. And Delatory. Same corner, different time. Bright and early on a Monday morning. How y'all feeling, man? Bright out and bushy-tailed. Nick has mm. to go to the uh, the new facility today. So instead of trying to make him work up against a deadline, we pushed up to a little bit earlier today. And uh, Nick, I'm jealous. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, we actually got um, a sneak peek, I guess, on Sunday. Uh, we had our first press conference in the new facility. And uh, nice. today, instead of practice, we get uh, we get a tour. What are you like most it? looking forward to? Hmm. I don't know, Dan. Mm. Just so much so much excitement. Maybe I can sneak in a nap in one of those you gotta pods. Recline. You got to recline one of the chairs, man. Yeah. Yeah. Don't sleep on the floor. Now right. on the floor. So I don't, I don't think chair. we're gonna get into the locker room. Remember, remember uh, when like the like the renderings came out? That was like a, a thing in like that movie rendering. It was like only Florida football players go in the locker room. So I'm guessing we won't go in there. Mm. Um, but there's a lot of stuff. I want to see that VR room where they can like project. Mm. Uh, Seems pretty cool. Like the, see, uh, see how you the line Coachella up Tupac. Remember, like Coachella yeah. Tupac, like that. that, that I want to see like Tupac in the VR room today. You gotta get Percy in the VR so you can break your ankles, man. Yeah. <laughs> I can see it. Line up uh, against but, uh, VR Muhammad Diabate. Mahmoud. Mahmoud. Yeah. Yeah. This guy. Yeah, he's yeah. gone for a couple months, and I just forget Mahmoud Diabate. The disrespect. We need to check in on our transfers to see where they at with it. Um, I know uh, Emory Jones got the starting job out there in Arizona, mm -hmm. but we'll, we'll check in on that probably next week or some next week's show, see what everybody's doing. So I, think mood, I think my mood's starting out there. Yeah, he is. Nice. Good to hear. Uh, I think Tyrone – Tyron, geez, Tyron Hopper is um, going to be starting as well, it looks like. What did Tyrone end up? Missouri. Oof. And then Chris Bogle. I mean, this is just on the fly update. Uh, Chris Bogle is causing a lot of, that's the title, a lot of problems off the edge at uh, Michigan State. That's the one we're going to probably miss. But we, we're going to be okay on the edge, but we still can miss him in the rotation. He just him – him and Cox would have been no drop off off at all. You know what I'm saying? Whoever was there. But we're going to miss Bogle. Yeah, Bogles be a good one. Mm -hmm. Are we missing anybody else? I mean, I'm sure there's some people that we we aren't, but those are those. Uh, are we had Mincy go to Tennessee. Oh, yeah, Mincy. I'm not sure where he's at with it. We can check that later. Well, how was your weekend, Dan? Oh, I was good. Uh, we celebrated Brooke's birthday a couple weeks early with a group of friends. Uh, we're gonna be in Hawaii. Uh, Nice, well, during her birthday, so she wanted to get together with her friends. So uh, we did that, had a great time in Ybor City, uh, stayed safe, which is always a, uh, a checkbox in the positive in Ybor City. Sometimes you just never know. But uh, other than that, a pretty low-key weekend. 
uh, yesterday. How about you guys? Silk, you were at Club 11 at the wee hours of the morning. Blowing yeah, Dan Thompson man. Hours. Yeah, so I, said, I, I, I strategized perfectly, man. So I took a nap at like 6.30. Uh, woke up at 11.30 around that time. Headed out like 1.30 a.m., something like that. Rick Ross was performing at 11. Uh, I wouldn't have went anyway, uh, like on a normal basis, but uh, some guys from 11 trying to do some some Stadium and Gale roll-up business, man. So I was dying on a, on a, on a business trip. It's just so just what happened. Renzel was showing up the same night, so I was like, "Let's do that business meeting yeah, at like yeah, two, yeah. three in the morning, bro." Um, so it's just dope, man, seeing them in that setting. Uh, Club Eleven is a, a beautiful establishment. If you haven't been down there, it's quite the time. Uh, it just really gets cracking at like four, five, six in the morning. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Uh, those are, that's, that's a little too <laughs> late for me. Damn, that's what that's what I've heard. Yeah, uh, I don't, my, I don't think prime, I could do that. In my prime, I, I I used to frequent 11. You know, if I'm down in Miami, it was definitely a spot that I hit before I hit home. But um, I haven't been there in like four, five, six years. Probably more than that. Uh, it's been a minute since I've been there. But uh, still a great time whenever they have shows in there. It's, it's, it's a small setting right. uh, for, for like a show. So uh, it's very intimate. You get to see the artists up close and see all the diamonds dancing and whatnot. Yeah, so I was just gonna ask you, it was like a full on like concert performance, or was it just like four or five songs or he did about twelve tracks. Oh geez, okay. Yeah, he did about twelve tracks, hung out a little bit. Went went to old he didn't do a lot of his new music, uh, did a lot of old records, a lot of old hits. Um, but good time, man. I'm here for it. Nick, how was your weekend? Just working. working. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say you're you've been putting out some content. Had our last uh scrimmage, I think, and um and then Sunday was our first time, you know, getting uh, getting into the building. Did our press conference there? Um, yeah, every weekend is going to be the same. I think from here on out. I uh, I had no idea the Florida State was playing like this week. Yeah, we yeah, zero. Dunkies. <laughs> Couldn't pronounce that. Yeah. Um, so every weekend's every weekend's going to be the same, uh, like from here on out. Yeah, so I know FSU plays this week. Uh, I know Silk. This is probably one of the only times you're rooting for them, right? I mean, not not big victory yeah. or anything else, but you you've got that tailgate uh, the week after in New Orleans. So well, you break you by. We have a new no return policy on them tickets, Florida State fans. Y'all listen. So <laughs> if Dunkeys pulls it off, then we yeah. and that'll be bad for business for real. Like I won't even. Enjoy, I don't really want to go to New Orleans if they already lost. Like, I think LSU. I don't think they're down a few players with suspensions and whatnot. So this game could get very interesting in New Orleans, man. And Brian Kelly struggled with Florida State last year with a better team um, than Florida State. So we'll see. Um, but I hope they win this weekend. Next weekend, all bets off, man. I don't care who wins or lose. I love it, man. I love it. We, got a, we got a big show, a lot of sets to talk about this week. Uh, the uh, buy or sell segment is back. So mm. Ben Chase – um, all of your DMs, everything that you've asked for, we're back and ready to rock and roll. But as always, the title sponsor for Stadium and Gale is Alan Horn Insurance. Uh, Alan Horn is with State Farm. He will represent you in Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, or Alabama. Check him out at Alan Horn. That's A-L-A-N-H-O-R-N-E insurance.com. Again, Alan Horn Insurance. Give him a call, 706-692-2888. Uh, auto, home, renters, life, business, boat, RV, 
whatever it might be, give Alan Horn a call. Again, 706-692-2888 or allenhorninsurance.com. Uh, we are just a couple of weeks away, uh, less than two weeks away from the Gators kicking off against Utah. Nick, you've been out at practice. We have some injury updates. We have a whole bunch of things that have happened in the last week. But from a high-level perspective, Nick, how are things looking? Um, it's, uh, it, I, feel, I feel validated, <clears throat> excuse me, vindicated. Uh, I think it's going to be a team, like, I, like I've said, that really focuses on running the football. Um, I think that's going to be their their strength. Um, we were talking to uh, Montrell Johnson on Sunday, and somebody just asked him, like, what, what is Billy's offense like? And he just, like, smiled. He's like, Billy's going to run the football, and then he might throw some play action, but we're going to run the football. Um, and when you look at the team, I think that's just kind of where, where the strengths lie. And uh, Florida's got a good offensive line. Four running backs. I keep hearing more and more about uh, Trevor Etienne, yes, and uh, like to the point where he might be passing like Lorenzo Lingard on the depth chart. Um, I still think Naquan Wright's the the number one guy, and then I think two A two B would be Etienne and um, and Johnson. So uh, I feel vindicated thinking you know or saying sixty forty run to pass. Um, it uh, I, I think that's really what what you should expect any, any Gator fan getting ready for the season, you should expect that kind of uh, offense. No doubt. Oh, Dan's on the phone. Uh, <laughs> real quick. Uh, out, out of practice as well. What are you hearing uh, backup quarterback wise? Cause I know uh, Jack Miller was down a little mm-hmm. bit. I think he's had what thumb surgery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it, it's, Kitten's back, right? Kitten's back. Um, he missed a little while because uh, of, of a knee procedure that he had on his right knee. Um, so Miller's injury, it was interesting. So Napier called it a thumb avulsion fracture, but also said it was the same injury that Drew Brees had. Um, they look, Looking that up, they called Drew Brees's, uh, it's called like a skier's thumb. It's when you tear the ulnar collateral ligament in your thumb that kind of connects your thumb to your, your index finger. Um, it's about a five to six week recovery. Jack had surgery last week. So Billy says two, two games. And I'm thinking definitely two, maybe three. Uh, if you're looking at five to six weeks, he's in a cast right now. So Jack Miller was your backup. Um, now you're looking at, uh, Kyle Engel, shout out to St. Thomas Aquinas, STA Pride, uh, mm. former or not even a former, a walk-on quarterback, um, and and Jalen Kitna would be battling that out right now. And I think honestly, if if Anthony Richardson were to go down in the first quarter, like let's say his helmet pops off um, and he has to come out just for a play, I think Kyle Engel would be the guy that would go in right now. So, sorry, I missed I missed some of this. Sorry, a work call come through. Um, so, Nick, I know you said it's his throwing hand that he's having surgery on. Well, I mean, obviously you use both hands. Had surgery, yeah. Yeah, or had surgery on. Um, Kyle Ingle, talk to us a little bit about him. Obviously, I know that he is uh, a walk-on right now. He was on scholarship during the spring, you said. Um they haven't brought him back on a scholarship. I don't think they have the room to do so. Um, but talk to us a little bit about him, maybe a little bit about why he ended up at Florida. I mean, obviously a quarterback at, at Aquinas, but. 
Uh, like, was he being recruited? I mean, do you know anything? No. Um, he was not being recruited by Florida. I, I think he had some other offers. Um, just wanted to go to the University of Florida. Yeah. Um, can't blame him. And <laughs> can't blame him. And um, thought it wasn't even like a preferred walk-on situation. Just uh, if 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 I'm not mistaken, I don't think it was. Um, but just walked onto the team. And uh, for Dan Mullen and, and for that staff, um, just a good kid, just, yeah. just a good kid. And, and he's kind of really turned some heads. I think um, kind of going back to like what I was talking about last week where um, the the coaching staff could sign like 30 plus 35 guys. And then you figure out the 85 Ingle was put on scholarship in the spring and in the fall uh, when Florida was over the 85 um, not on scholarship now, but um, that, that shows you how much Billy Napier thought of him early on to, to put him on scholarship, at least for, um, you know, the summer session. What are you uh, hearing out of Max Brown and his, I just want to know everything behind uh, Anthony Richardson, because um, we kind of, we kind of know what we, we, we don't know totally what we're getting out, but we know he's the starter, you know? So I want to know if mm-hmm. he goes down, uh, what that, what that room looks like. Is Max Brown making any strides? Um, no, he would be, you know, break glass in case of emergency. I think he's someone that Billy calls, uh, all the freshman rookies. Um, and, and even yesterday while trying to, uh, in answering a question about Jack Miller being unavailable, mentioned Ingle, mentioned, um, Kitna. And then in the same breath as like, and Max Brown is like chasing them not quickly chasing them either uh, just as a rookie kind of still swimming. Um, so if, if Max Brown, I think if you're, if you're watching Max Brown play this year, I think something, several a lot, things a lot went wrong. wrong. A, yeah. a, a lot of stuff has transpired to get yeah. him on. Not to say we'll that he be won't talking be a, a ton of player. football on this show at that point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Green Mark. Yeah. We'll, we'll be on lacrosse heavy, at that heavy point. Basketball talk yeah. yeah basketball. Point. Right. And it's nothing against him. Like he could be a good player. He's he's looked fine. I think he has an interesting throwing motion. He kind of he's he was a really good baseball player. I think you can tell that he was a really good baseball player the way he throws a football. Um, Wind up or no, no, he gets that really quick. It almost looks like a like a middle infielder. It's kind of like a, a, a three quarter oh, okay. slot. Almost looks like a middle infielder trying to like turn double play. Yeah, interesting. Huh. Hey Reggie B, we appreciate the tip, man. Yeah, yeah, See yeah. that work vibing with was- us. I was just going to show that shout out, Reggie B. Uh, we do put this on YouTube. We live stream this on YouTube. Normally, we do it in the afternoons or early evenings on Monday. Uh, obviously, scheduling conflict changed that. Uh, but thanks so much, Reggie B, for the five dollars. Uh, any questions that you guys have, feel free to put them in the chat. Um, just a quick update for those that don't know who Kyle Ingle is. Um, you've probably seen him on some of the stuff that UF has put out from a social media perspective. Uh, he is a redshirt sophomore currently uh, helped Aquinas to the 2018 Class 7A state championship, finishing as runner-up uh, 13-2 and season. Uh, completed 67% of his passes with nine touchdowns and no interceptions was in the 2018 Broward all-star game 
uh, was the 2018 FHSAA Class 7 Scholar Athlete uh, and the 2018-2019 Miami Dolphins Scholar Athlete, uh, two-time Max Preps Offensive Player of the Game, and a 2019 First Team All-County uh, and First Team All-Region for lacrosse uh, as well. So obviously a gamer and an athlete, uh, two-time SEC Fall Academic Honor Roll at UF. So definitely looking forward to um, to uh, to watching Jack Ingle progress. Always a cool story when a walk-on's able to do that. Uh, but certainly the hope and prayer is more Kyle. Anthony Richardson and less Kyle. Kyle Ingle. What did Not I call Jake. him? Jake. Jack. Well there, there Jack. is a Jack there is a Jack Anders who oh, the, yeah uh, you can see you can see my confusion. Yeah, Kyle yeah. Ingle, my apologize. Kyle, I think I got your name right the first time. Uh Silk, why don't you do a quick Gramco ad read and then I want to talk about a couple of the other things going on on the offense. Already, man. Be sure to visit thegramco.com. Use coupon code SG25 for 25% off of all Delta 8 THC products. Uh, we have gummies coming in three flavors, watermelon, fruit punch, and blue raspberry. They also have a tropical orange, which is like a Jolly Rancher. Uh, we have wake and bake coffee, pre-rolls. Uh, there's an instant powder that they have that you can mix in absolutely anything. Your tea, coffee, spaghetti. Uh, whatever you may have, a mixed drink, however you want to get down that day. But it's dissolves, flavorless, uh, not clunky. Pretty smooth stuff, man. I feel like that can be dangerous. It's very dangerous, uh, Dan. You they sent be- me uh, my, my care package. I didn't understand the coffee. If you could run, if you could run that by me. The way uh, you make I'm not yeah. a, a coffee guy anymore, so I don't do it. But I, I think it's, it's infused already. So when you run it through your coffee machine, it already has that gas in it. Uh, Nick. Yeah, that it just seemed uh, it seemed Dangerous. counterproductive. Yeah, yeah, I could I could see Nick's uh, you know, I was like, wait, what? This uppers is... and downers kind of mixed in yeah. there. No, I mean, there's there's uppers of, uh, of 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 marijuana as well. Um, if you get a sativa, mm. uh, it'd be an upper. But I like to mellow it out because coffee already has that, so it'd be a good mellow. I put some of it in my black tea. Interesting. I, uh, I'm going to give it a shot one day. I think it's just a matter of not knowing what I'm getting myself into. So I don't know. I think I've got to do it on a day where there's no plans, right? Just give uh, it start with half a half That's, half, that's wild. Half that's like, you're starting your day off like, Hey, I don't know how this is going to affect me, but I drink coffee at 7am. So right. we're going to shot. We're, we're see. Yeah. It's better than doing it on a, a work day. Right. Obviously we'd sure. never do that. Shout out to my employer. Make a relaxing, um, <laughs> uh, relaxing mud, butt situation though. Okay. Very chill. I love that. All right. Uh Nick, what else do we got on the offensive side of the ball? Wait, Seems real quick, like real quick. Use coupon yeah. code SG25. <laughs> uh, all this is fairly legal. Must be 21 years or older to purchase, man. Gramco.com. Thank you. Go ahead. Yeah, wear a shirt this weekend. Appreciate that. Um, Nick, what else has happened on the offensive line or offensive side of the ball, including the offensive line? Any update? Yeah, Ethan White. I, th- I think Ethan White's going to be fine. Um, I think he'll be back to practice. There was, uh, I think he's got like a like a broken nose or like a fracture or something like that. He'll he'll be back. Don't expect him to miss much time. Um, yeah, in the fight. Uh, I didn't say that. Did he steal somebody's uh, sneakers out of the locker? Or? Yeah, he was he was talking reckless about punters, and I had to put him back in his place. That's that's what happened. Um, I think the offensive line is fine. I, I, I don't know if they got to – if they're going to get to those nine, ten guys. Like that, that was their goal, I think, to get to 
we feel good about 10 guys to, to, to roll through in a game or, or if guys get down or go down and get injured. Um, I don't think they're going to get to that, but I think you're probably good with eight. Um, and then I don't know what the tight ends have signed up for, but I've seen them blocking mm. more than I've seen any tight ends block in, in, in the 15-minute window that we get. So, yeah, in this offense, I think their job is going to be their extended offense alignment to a, a, a certain degree. I think Kamori Gamble like saw the offense and was like, "Yeah, I'm out. Like, let's let me get out of here. Go to UCF." And Keon Zipper saw and is like, "This is what I'm going to thrive in, huh?" I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'm here yeah. for. It. I mean, I, you know, you never know. Opportunity, what man. The whole minutes, room but... was injured. The whole room was injured in spring, so Zipper mm-hmm. probably seen a, a yeah. ton of opportunity there. Whatever uh, touches or throws may go to the tight end position. I want to see how he blocks in his offense because um, he's a smaller – He's I, ain't, I don't think he's soft at all. He got the right mentality, but he's not your traditional uh, tight end. There, well, are, there are a lot of one tight end sets, Nick, from what you can probably tell. Um, they run a lot of 12 personnel, and, mm. and they will run a lot of 12 personnel. Um, and I, we haven't really seen if that looks like uh, one tight end online and, and one H-back. Um, or if that's, you know, both like, like a jumbo set and both tight ends, um, you know, attached to the line. So it'll be interesting, but credit to Keon zippers. I mean, he's a guy that came in and you, and I think we were all thinking, oh, that's an H back. Like, ah, he's, he's not going to be a blocker. This is a, a guy that's like a, a, a big receiver. Um, and he's really, I think taken not, maybe not taking it personally, but has taken that, um, to heart and he, he has become, if not a great blocker, at least a very willing blocker, and he can definitely hold his own there. Nice. Um, I, I know you were talking a little bit about it, uh, <clears throat> about uh, running backs. I know right now it looks like Naquan Wright and Montreal Johnson are going to probably mm-hmm. get the majority of, of carries there. Obviously, <clears throat> pardon me, Lorenzo Lingard and then Trevor Etienne uh, are sitting probably in the three and four spots. Uh, what do you anticipate? And this is going to be one of buy or sell questions, but what do you anticipate that that makeup being? Do you anticipate Wright and Johnson getting a combined 75, 80% of snaps or how, how often do you see a, a rotation? I, do you think? I, I think that, I think it's a heavy rotation and, okay. and I don't know if fans will get mad at that. Um, but like, if you look at, all of his teams. Last year, there were four separate guys that had 100, 100 carries, uh, if you include the quarterback. Um, I think they're going to rotate three guys, pretty healthily rotate three guys. So that's why when we've been out of practice, um, I'd look and like one day Naquan Wright is the first taking the first reps. Another day it's Lorenzo. Another day it's, it's um, Montrell. I don't think it matters. I think right. the, the top three running backs are all going to eat. Like they're all going to get – their fair care share their fair share of carries. Um, so I haven't put too much stock into like, all right, who's going first in that group? Because I think you'll get three guys that will have seventy five plus carries. I think the uh, biggest thing is like I don't, I don't mind a rotation. I think the, the, the fans were more frustrated with uh, not riding hot the hot hand. hand, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So or um, the Damian Pierce got like three carries a game and is now balling. Yeah, I think right. it was. I, th- I think it was the rotation itself, right? It wasn't that there was a rotation; it was the way that they chose to rotate last year. Just, yeah, just just Greg Knox rolling dice. Man. Yeah, I mean, hey, it, what, what it, number was that? 
I mean, but look, I mean, what the Cowboys, Malik Davis is doing quite well. And then obviously Damian Pierce is like not only doing exceptionally well for the Titan, Titans or uh, Texans, pardon me, and likely going to be their uh, starting running back. I mean, if you look at all of the fantasy draft TV shows and everything else, they got Damian Pierce as probably mm-hmm. one of your top ski 10 backs to Dan. Dan Mullen and Ski Mask, us, man. He didn't even have a mask on. He's yeah, he did it all in plain sight. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I thought you said scheming ass not ski mask dan <laughs> ski mask dan's funnier he was scheming too for enough job yeah, yeah. he was scheming daniel his first scheming, couple years after ski that mask, ski mask dan. Dan. there you go scheming ski mask dan oh man uh nick anything else on the offensive side of the ball before we move to the defensive side of the ball um update, update me on the wide receiver room and 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 that because i've been seeing some new names what's dejan reynolds looking like i like the i like dejan um they uh, wh- who's the where's the character from Day Day? Was that like a, a character from like Friday? Friday, yeah. I need Friday. I'm gonna need you to know like that, like just off of just for See, life. I, I got there, I got yeah. there, but yeah. but um, we were talking to um, Jordan Young and he was like, Oh yeah, Day Day, and I like immediately went to Friday. I was like, What? And right. he was talking about Dejon Reynolds, like that's that's his guy. I think they live together too. Um, I like Dejon Reynolds, I think he's put together a good camp. Um, Changed numbers on me. Uh, he's wearing just a single digit eight now. I think he was eighty two or eighty eight before, something like that. Um, I think he's, I think he's got a, got potential, but like he's also, in my opinion, kind of like the same mold as Xavier Henderson, the same mold as, as a shorter. Um, they have a bunch of those guys. I think you need to get Ricky Pearsall back. Um, Florida just, and I like Trent Winton more, and I think he's a good player and could have a good year. But Florida doesn't have a player that gives them that gives the offense what Ricky Pearsall does. Um, I think if you're looking at him, he's getting back and, and getting closer. Um, actually, saw him doing like football drills, just doing blocking drills with the receivers at practice. But that's the first time he has done anything since um, he got the bone bruise in his foot. So I think getting him back, I would almost expect him to play. I don't I don't know how much you're going to ask him to do from now until September 3rd. Um, I, I'm not a doctor, uh, obviously. Right. Um, so I don't know how you could re-injure a bone bruise or if, you know, that just takes time to heal and it's not really something you're worried about, you know, making worse. Um, but I wouldn't push him at all because I want him to play as many games as you can this year, especially September 3rd. What's y'all feel on how this staff handles injuries? They seem very precautious with, with everything they're doing. I know we got to have some nutrition, and they're looking for the uh, long haul, but what's your, what's your feel on how they handle uh, injuries? They don't want to talk about them, that's for sure. Right. Right. Um, they don't want rumors yeah. being talked about either. From nope. Life. Nope. Um, I've seen some tweets get deleted about some yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah. You're seeing some tweets get deleted. You're seeing some yeah. insiders on the uh, on the boards have some uh, some cautionary asterisks about what they're allowed to or not allowed to talk about. Um <laughs> And certainly that, things that I've asked people that I know that are close to the program, completely mouth shut. Yeah, they uh, they don't want to talk about injuries. Um, they uh, and they've got a lot of people in the building. So like the it's funny because like all the staffs have always had uh, memberships on the message board. Yeah, and, and we wouldn't know who it was or you know what the account name was. Um, but yeah, there's, there's certainly stuff, uh, or there's certainly enough people in the Florida program now in Billy's army that, um, <laughs> that 
message boards, tweets, everything is being seen. Um, and I've definitely heard about tweets, about message board posts, things like that. We, I think, like like Jason Marshall sitting as much as he is, uh, Pearsall, anybody that seems like a starter. I don't know. I'm, and this is me asking. Uh, are they sitting Jason Marshall and some of these guys just to make sure they're fresh for week one, do you think? Mm, or yeah. or, or uh, they just not ready I think, to participate right now? I think the in, a lot of the injuries we've seen have been um, like hamstring injuries. And I think this team just ran in the offseason more than they've ever been asked to run. Um, like ran as much as like Dan Mullen's travel agent trying to get his offseason plans ready. Right, right. Um so I think like Jason Marshall is just nursing a hamstring injury. And it's like, Hey, like wh- what are we going to ask you to do? Do we need to see you do that um, on August 15th? Or are we cool with just like, Hey, let your hamstring heal. We're going right. to roll you out there September 3rd and cover the guy in front of you. Uh, yeah. I would say they're probably being a little bit more precautious than, mm-hmm. and we certainly, this is our first time with this staff, right? So they may just yeah. be a very precautionary group of people. Uh, but also because the first game is Utah, there's probably, you know, the folks that are sitting out, Jason Marshall already has his spot. Ricky Pearsall is a fifth year guy. Obviously it's a new offense and everything else, but he can still study. He can still, still spend time, uh, you know, getting himself mentally ready. But I do think because that first game is Utah, they're probably airing much more on the side of we want you completely ready for that game rather than potentially re- lose the risk of, of or to potentially have the risk of losing you during that, that first game. But we also might see, we might have a, a completely different um, approach to injuries than we saw with Dan Mullen. Who knows? Well, then, well, then it's interesting because if the quarterback situation is, is like grim, after Anthony Richardson right now. Right. Like I think Jack Miller's fine, but once when he gets back, it, you'll be okay. Obviously, you want your starting quarterback to play. Um, but how much does that change just what you call? Um, and, and you Billy Napier said on Sunday, we need to let Anthony Richardson be Anthony Richardson. Like we need to let yeah. him run. That's part of his game. You don't take that away from him. Um, but good to hear. It, it, but if your backup court, but if your backup quarterback is going to be a walk on, uh, a, a walk on redshirt sophomore, like how much do you run Anthony Richardson? You play to win the game, Nicholas. Okay, Herm. <laughs> Big Herm had it, had the science of it all. You play to win the game. You can't play scared to injure. You got to you got to protect them and not give them fifty carries a game with no ignorant, you know, running between the tackles a lot. I don't think you do that. You got running backs also. They're a real good backfield. So. Um, mm-hmm. you don't want to overrun him, but you got to use his skill set and not be playing not to get hurt. Oh, definitely interesting to see. Let's see a couple questions here from the group chat. Larry Fisherman, who do you think will play the most in the first month of the season on defense? Devin Moore or Shamar James? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Shamar James. That's tough. I, I, that, I, I would say Shamar, depending on like Amari Bernie's health. Uh, Bernie's been out for a little bit. Um, Ventrell's been out for a little bit. And I think that's really what has led to Shamar practicing more. Um, Bernie didn't, didn't scrimmage, so Shamar got more reps. Ventrell was back at the scrimmage, though. Um, so uh, I'll, I'll ride with Silk on that one. I'll go Shamar. I think uh, there's just more guys ahead of Devin Moore than there are ahead of Shamar. 
Yeah, I mean, okay, things from the DB room too. Yeah. Abraham and, and a lot of those Jalen Kimber, a lot of those other guys are capable guys. We should be fine that corner. Devin, Devin is gonna play, but if right. I had to pick mm -hmm. one to play more, I'm gonna go Shamar just because of his natural linebacker instincts. Yeah, and I think that there's a little bit better of an opportunity for Shamar James to, to come in and alleviate that role. Uh, I agree we're going to go three for three on Shamar James, but I think it's probably only by 10 or 15 plays that separate the two. I do think that right now that the two of them will probably play a little bit less than probably the internet hype is on, on how much they're going to play. Not downing either one of those guys. I just think that there's definitely some, some folks that – have earned the ability to play uh, as more upperclassmen and, you know, maybe are just a little bit more prepared, but I definitely think both of those guys will be very good Florida Gators uh, in their career. Marmy um, Duff was Shamar starting by Tennessee. So by week three, Shamar three. James is starting. That's why I for, think. I think. First week four, road game. I'm sorry, the fourth week four. Week four. I, li I like him to be starting by then. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. Um, Brandon Connell said uh, Jack Ingle is the next Stetson Bennett. Kyle, yeah, we got some defensive uh, questions a little Kyle. early up. There was asking yeah, yeah. about the D-line as well. All right, so uh, let's see. We, we just had a discussion. Justin hopped in. Uh, the load share for running backs, we kind of just talked about it. Uh, but, Nick, what percentage of carries do you think Naquan Wright has? Or how do you think that the, the carries get split out? If you want to like, opine on that, like, 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 it's not going to be this clean, but like thirty three point three percent. Like, I, I really think that. Really, I really think that the top three guys are are sort of interchangeable. Um, do you think situationally they're they're set up different, or do you think they're all able? Yeah, to they're, I mean, they're the different. They're different backs, right? Um, Naquan, Naquan's that uh, I think more patient, um, one cut. Um, Lorenzo Lingard's really fast. Montreal Johnson's a load to bring down. So, like, Mont right now, if you're inside the red area, I think Montreal's probably your guy. I think Naquan's the best pass catcher out of the group. Um, Trevor Etienne's also a load, a load to bring down. Um, so, there's definitely different. You know, each each one has their own skill set, which would lend themselves to being in a different area. But I really just, I really just think that there's not one guy that stands out above the other, there's not going to be a bell cow. Are you, does that concern you at all that nobody has stepped up to be the bell cow or do you think? No, just bring no, I've, to the I've been really, yeah, I've been really high on, on, on that room. Right. Totally. It, it, just a, a, as a room um, right. and, 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 and high on the Gators offensive line room. I mean, I've been saying 60, 40 run to pass probably since Billy's, you know, uh, opening press conference in December. Uh, I think that's just what it is, what what he's going to do, what he wants to do. And it just so happens that that's what Florida should be good at, given their roster. Now, if he if he inherited Kyle Trask um, and the receivers that Kyle Trask had, uh, Tony and, and Grimes and Pitts, then I don't think you're and, you know, I'm not sitting here saying, oh, they would just run the ball and Kyle Pitts would be blocking. Um, I think it's not always going to be like this. But if you look at the roster, um what Billy has done historically, that it just makes sense that this is what they're going to do running the ball this year. I think if we do keep up that pace of 60-40 run the pass, that means uh, we control a lot of those games. Because when you're playing from behind, that sounds good, but you can't just run the ball like that. So 
Uh, it's going to depend on, on how well we stay into games and, and manage the clock and keep, you know, if we're getting we're down two scores, I don't think they're just going to keep running the ball. So um, right. I do think if it's 60-40, we have a good season. Yeah. No, I would agree 100%. Let's switch to the other side of the we're ball. We're close to the 50-50. I mean, we was chasing points and, and trying to get back into games, and we had to throw the ball. Um, we've got a question from Bam. Raw diets and pet supplies. How do you guys feel about the defensive line? Um, how do you guys feel about the defensive line? Uh, you're really good. good. Are we are we including like the uh, what they call it? they call it their Jack linebacker the Buck? That's uh, how linebacker. Yeah. Most, yeah, just their edge and boys. Yeah. Um, Florida's like so. Like when you said earlier, you're like, oh, they're they're gonna miss Chris Bogle. I thought they would, but like Florida's super deep at defensive end. And at, at you know the, uh, off the edge, my my concern has is and will be until I see it. Who's playing next to Dexter inside? Uh, is it uh, is it Watson? There's a question about Watson down here. Let's let's tie that in because obviously I think we're all Uman Milan Brandon Cox. Yeah. I think that we're uh, excited about the defensive ends. I think we're excited about Gervon Dexter. I mean, a defensive tackle is obviously something that kind of ad nauseum we've talked about here, but Justin Cordero asked, do you guys see Watson being ever more than a situational player? If so, would this year be the year he elevates to being more than a situational player? I, I just don't think he's physically ready, uh, physically where he needs to be to be more than a situational player. Why do you think that's happened? From know, like man. a he's weight a big, perspective, I mean, he's a big dude. guy. Florida has three people focused just on diet and nutrition. Is this a at home night, you know, snacking type of guy? You know, I I don't know. Um, I I don't know what it is, and, and he's eating too much of uh, Spencer's. I'm about know, to say perfect time for Ari, man. Yeah, he's eating. Yeah. He's eating too much. Anyway, he's not sponsoring the show, so we'll, we'll <laughs> keep the keep the name on the DL. Um. I, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to say, you know, that he's lazy or anything like right. that. Like there, there could be a number of reasons why uh, you have a hard time shedding no, the weight. No, no. It, 400 it, pounds. He's a little lazy, man. That's okay. just what it, it is, bro. It, um, he moves really well for someone his size, but then, then in that same breath, I think, okay, well, what if you lost 60 pounds just to weigh 350? Dude, that's mm. nuts to think about. How well would you move at 350 instead of at 415? Could you be are you could you be a guy that can play on more than just a, a you know a goal line or a short be counted situation? On. You, yeah. The guy you couldn't count on him showing up to the weight room all summer. You're not gonna be able to count on him in the fall. That's just that's just football, man. Um I don't I don't see he's a situation the guy goal line, short yardage. Yeah. We bring him in and plug and do some things here and there, but I mean Team's gonna know he out of shape too. So if I see him on the field in a regular situation, I'm going no huddle with his big ass on the field. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to do that. No, uh, I mean to curse. I mean, uh, but I would go no huddle. So I just think he's a situational goal line guy. I mean, he's listed right now on the roster six five, four hundred and fifteen pounds. I think that that's probably a generous uh, weight for him. More um, concerned about just his general health than, than right. football at this point. Yeah. Um, other so we have what Chris McClellan. He's lining up at defensive yeah, I tackle. Think you're see a lot of Chris. Jalen uh, Humphreys is lining up at defensive Jay, tackle. I think Jalen Lee will be your starter there. Um, I Lee, think Chris okay. McClellan will will play a lot. Um, talk about the opposite of lazy. Like he came in in the spring and and I think with a goal in mind of 
this there is no rookie season there is no right. red shirt year coming in early yeah. to to play there's there's still opportunity well let's um, let's let's adjust the question from earlier let's add chris mcclellan in there who do you think plays the most out of devin moore shamar james and chris mcclellan chris McClellan. Uh, no i don't i wouldn't say that bro it's hard bro, for there's, freshmen to play in them trenches bro there's nobody there's there's nobody there I'll be if he gets. You've got you, you got to you've got to rotate. You've got to rotate those big guys. Do we have Sap big enough to play defensive tackle, or um, he's playing strong side defensive end? But he's, yeah, he's right a, now they have he's, him at he's a sixty three. He's a man. He's a man. You can have a pass rush package where <laughs> I think you've got Cox, Sap, um, Uemilin. Damn, that was good. Dude, dude, you up? got it. What up, Nick? That's um, yeah, Uma Milan and Dexter, and that—that's your four. Somebody oh, should you pay know, you to cover the third team. and long. Yeah, I wish somebody would. Nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, outside of that, I mean, you have Jamari Lyons, um, and then a couple walk-ons at defensive tackle. So again, a room that you're you're obviously well, concerned we're in trouble. About. We're in trouble. We're in you trouble. know, I mean, I'm, he's not to surprise me, but when you're playing freshman at defensive tackle, that's just. That's the hardest place to start as a freshman, in my I mean, opinion. The toughest spot to play. The closer you are to the ball, the, ball, the harder right. it is to play right away. And you're, right. and we're talking about a guy who, who might be lining up with his forehead over the tip of the ball, like forehead on a center. These SEC monsters in the trenches. It, it's, it's just a product of um, recruiting from the last staff. Yeah. Like it is what it is. The roster is what it is. So you've got – Chris McClellan has more opportunity – um, because of the depth chart in the roster that he joined, then Devin Moore and, and Shamar James does. Yeah, I'm trying to see. Obviously, um, Gervon Dexter, highly regarded guy right out of high school. Um, and, you know, and, they, obviously- and they played Gervon a little bit at, at end. And I just don't right. get it because, like, you've got you're four deep at end. You don't need Gervon Dexter. Can he do it? it will he project as an end in, in a certain defense at the NFL? Maybe sure, yeah. Um, but for right now, I don't think playing Gervon and makes your defense better. Yeah, no, I would agree. I was just looking to see, obviously, you know, looking at you know Chris McClellan, you know, if he was able to come in and what he might be able to do. Gervon Dexter, obviously, different coaching staff, but you know, yeah. certainly you would want to see how much he played as well, because even as a highly regarded guy that had the body and skill set, you know, still took him, you know, right. quite a little bit of time to to do so. Answering a couple more questions here again, there is the uh, the super um, what's it called? Super like silk, super chat, super chat, super chat. Yeah. Yeah. Super chat. Um, you know, anybody that feels a blight or feels uh, compelled to do that. Man, show us that. some love, support the podcast. You got a question that want to skip the lines? A lot of questions on this chat, man. Yeah, you want to skip the line, questions. VIP service? I'll let your boy man with the super chat. We got you. Yeah, and please make sure you like and subscribe. Uh, oh, not yeah. only this podcast um, that that's running right now, but the the overall channel as well. That way, you guys will be notified when we go live. A couple more things uh, on here. Let's see. Uh, Q Lee, do you guys think that uh, Brenton Cox can hold the edge run support? Because I don't believe it. Certainly that was something that we saw a little bit last year, a little bit over pursuing. Maybe, uh, you know, he even talked about giving up on some plays. Uh, Nick, obviously you've uh, seen some practice and everything else, but do you think that we see a better holding the edge season from Brenton Cox? Gotta I hope, days, baby. hope so. Hope so. Hope so. I, 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 I believe it when I see it. 
I, I'm not. I'm not saying I haven't seen him do it in practice. I'm saying we aren't seeing that stuff happen. Like a, we're not even getting the opportunity to tell you. Okay, yeah, I have seen Brenton Cox in that situation, and he is not doing it, or he is doing it. We're not even getting. We're not even getting that much football when we're right. at, we're watching individual drills. So I can't. I can't tell you that I've seen it with my own eyes, but that doesn't mean you know he's not going to be able to do that this year. That that one thing. Brenton Cox, his entire mindset and his entire focus this year is get paid. Right. Um, and if he's listening just, to anybody. I hope that's not his only thing is get paid because I thought most of his past rushing uh, and not setting the edge was selfish, I need to get paid type play. Um, setting the edge is not the glory of five play, but it look, it's great on film to the scouts. Yes. So, um, I just hope he's not chasing sack numbers and, and, and stuff like that. And, and well, he's 100% break. chasing sack numbers. He he wants – what did he tell us? He was like, You're going to get some undisciplined to... football. Then out of, <laughs> if he's, he's just flying yeah. up the field trying to chase – I'm not going to just, just hang my hat on anything, but I think a lot of that we saw from him last year was just undisciplined football, man, uh, trying yeah. to chase sacks. He, well, he said um, he wants to break – uh, who is whose record is Alex Brown's right. sing, single season record? Uh, but he wants to break the college record, which I think ah, I can't remember who it was. Um, but that's like, like that 18, but it's like 18. So, like, he's definitely chasing sacks. But what I was saying is, in terms of he's trying to get paid, if he's listening to anybody, it's not like, hey man, cool, 18 sacks will get you paid. Um, yeah, right, but but showing that you're not just a guy who we only throw on the field. You know, on third down, we'll also get you paid. Set the right. edge, um, right? You know, get dirty uh, against the run. Um, do 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 those other things. Show that you're more than just you know somebody who can go after the quarterback. But listen, someone who just you can make a lot of money in the NFL as someone who only can get to the quarterback. They pay those guys well. Absolutely. Let's get uh, a quick ad read in uh, before we move on. Go check out our friends over at True Classic Tees wearing one of their shirts now. Nick, I sent you one the other day. What'd you think? Of I'm in. Came in very comfortable. Came very comfortable shirts. They've got t-shirts, gym shirts, polos, uh, whatever you might be. Great fit. Uh, they are a little bit more open around the stomach and dad bod area, a little bit tighter on the sleeves. Uh, they've already helped over 2 million people get a better t-shirt fit at an affordable price. Check out True Classic Tees, that's T-E-E-S dot com, and use promo code SG25 or go to trueclassictees.com forward slash SG25. Get 25% off of your order. They also give free shipping on orders over $100. Again, incredibly good products from small to triple XL in all staple colors. Again, that's trueclassictees.com. Promo code SG25 for 25% off of your order. All right, gentlemen. Says, we Terrell Suggs has a single season sack record. It's that's right. Yeah, that would be a lot. Because I was thinking it was, it was two. It's, that's two a game. We yeah, a bowl game. 
Yeah, I, I don't know if that's possible. I would prefer, and I think that Florida needs him, especially with some of the issues that they're having uh, at defensive uh, tackle and everything else, to be able to set and hold that edge a little bit more than just getting sacks. But whatever drives you and motivates you, certainly we've seen that Brenton Cox is great at getting after the pass, uh, getting after uh, the, the quarterback or the running back in the backfield. We just probably need to see a little bit more of a complete uh, game from him. But uh, certainly, Shout out to uh, new producer Brandon. Shout out to new producer Brandon. Um, perfect. Well, gentlemen, let's get into a buy or sell segment of the show. Uh, I know that everybody, Ben, has been asking for months. I know everybody enjoyed this segment from last season. So we are back. Did Ben tally us up? Ben, I uh, said that he did. He was doing it in real time. So we'd probably have to go look back at the tweets. Uh, I'm just going to assume that I won and then you came in third. Uh, and oh, naturally. Came in second. Naturally. All right. Yeah, naturally. <laughs> Silk, we're going to start with you, my friend. Uh, buy or sell. These are season things. Uh, buy or sell. Naquan Wright has more than 50% of the carries this season by a running back. More than 50%? I'm selling that. That's an easy sell. I'm going I think to Montrose, buy. I think Montrell is different. I think he's going to be really, really good, man. I like the whole running back room, but um, – I think I think uh, Billy's been not putting Montreal as a starter, like out of making sure he's not showing favorites and that type of shit. That's my that's one of my takes. I think he's kid's gonna because even Linger, like once somebody asked that question, Linger started oh, yeah. in uh in, in spring, what happened yeah. and all that. I don't think Linger's bad. That room is very good, but I I keep watching Montreal clips of when he played Louisiana kick and play. It um it's interesting because I'm not saying you're wrong, but like you kind of need to see what coaches say versus what they do. And we just haven't seen what Billy does yet. You, you know what I'm saying? It's like, um, I could tell you uh, when Jim McAway was here, like uh, Will Greer could have 500 passing yards and he'd be like, yeah, Will missed these three, these three passes. And that was just the way that he would talk about his team. I think Billy is very deliberate when he speaks. I think he's been tempering expectations publicly, whether it was at SC media days or at press conferences. Um, he hit Anthony Richardson, on Sunday with the everyone wants to put a crown on him, but he's completed 33 passes in his career. The great ones at the university of Florida complete that in a game. So I think Billy's very deliberate in what he's saying. Cause like, I'm, I'm, I mean, we're all three sitting here talking about Heisman dark horse and Billy's like, Whoa, chill out. Like this Which guy is, smart. is it's very green. Um, <clears throat> so when Billy talks so highly about all three running backs, I just don't, I, I'm not ready to say, okay, well that's smoke and mirrors. And, and one guy's going to get, 50%. I, I, right. think, I think it's it's a true timeshare situation. Yeah. But I, I do think Montreal is – he's going to be one of them. Dan, you're muted. Silk just hit Dan's me with the Kanye. Dan is going off on mute. Silk just hit me with the Kanye. He was like, that's cool, Nick, and I'm going to let you finish. But Montreal Johnson <laughs> had the best album all fall. All time. I was going to ask you, Nick. You said that you think that he's going to have a little timeshare. If you, I was going to ask you if this is more of like a like a pigeon forge type of timeshare. If this is like a Hawaii timeshare, you know. Uh, your big Hawaii vibes, Dan. What big Hawaii pigeon vibes? Forge. I, I didn't get, Matches I didn't get his uh, his Twitter picture. That's right. Can't wait to get a new one. My, I'm breaking out some new Hawaiian for the trip. All right. Nice. So, Nick, you sold. Silk, you sold. I'm going to buy. I just think that uh, he's going to lean on a running back, and I think that uh, he gets a little bit more than 50%. I think that he's a little bit uh, more than just a running back, and 
you know, in terms of his cast, pass catching abilities, um, obviously has a lot of experience. I think that he's was Florida's best, our best option besides Damian Pierce last year. Uh, obviously, you know, struggled with, uh, with the way that they split carries last year, but I do think that he is uh, your best running back going into this season. Although I think when their careers are ended, Montreal Johnson will probably go down as the better statistical and maybe overall better running back at the University of Florida. Um, buy or sell, Ricky Pearsall leads the team in receiving yards. I buy it. Um, this is all Nick. I'll I'll sell. He'll, he will lead in receptions, but not yards. Who do you have leading in in? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I I think I just screwed myself with that one because I think he will end the yards. Yard. Run out the catch. Well, that's not the, that's not the run. question. I'm not going to let you put me in a corner and 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 ask me volunteer that information. These ancillary <laughs> questions. Right. I, Watch I, this. I so as I run through every wide receiver, buy or sell, they have the most receiving yards on the team. We're going to back Nick into a corner here. Nobody puts baby in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to buy. I think that just his position. I think that lack of Florida, the the lack of Florida's threats at uh, some of the deep positions, uh, deep wide receivers, and, and speed and getting open. Uh, but I also think that the offense is going to be a little bit more predicated on on short to intermediate passes uh, as well. So I think Ricky Pearsall is going to lead the team in receiving yards. Uh, buy or sell. Brenton Cox leads the team in sacks. I buy it. Buy it. I'm going to buy that as well. Buy Jeez. that as well. That was He's easy. Riding our coattails. So. Yep. Shamar James starts by the Tennessee game. So. Buying it. You know I'm buying it. <laughs> I, will, I will sell that. Um, but uh, got so, you might be able to room, make huh? up. You might be able to make one up on us. Uh, that boy's a, that boy's a, that boy, I'm telling y'all, man, he's a natural linebacker. And I think uh, he's just going to be able to, to do some things other guys can't do on tape as far as filling gaps, getting downhill to make plays, man. These guys, some some linebackers want to smoke, some don't. Buy or sell. The safeties have more interceptions than cornerbacks this year. And it's going to have to be a switch of who back there. I like Donovan McMillan, but I'm going to go corners, man, just because those guys are in ball hawks back there right now. Yeah, I'm going to sell that. Man, bro. bro, I saved money all 2021. I still can't buy anything this year. Um, I huh. think Donovan McMillan is good. He had the only interception, uh, the only turnover that the defense caused uh, in the second scrimmage. Um, but I'm going to go with, um, I think, the corner. So I'm selling that. I'm selling I'm going to buy for no other reason than somebody's got to do it. You know, well, I don't have this fake money to just sit on it. The bank's not giving out a good interest uh -huh. rate. The market's going up and down. I don't know what it's going to do. Market's down today. Right. I mean, we just got to spend, right? I got to keep my face clean. I can't put my face on that, on the safeties right now. You know, I got to keep my reputation. Dan's uh, just a fake billionaire stable. spending his fake money. That's all I'm stuff. doing. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of fake Dang. billionaires out there. Daniel Ruiz over here. Yeah. Buy or sell, the Gators have a top 40 offense. Ooh, top 40 that, offense. Like top 40 doesn't seem that good. That's a good that's a good that that's the sign of a good buy or sell there, Dan. I appreciate that, Nick. 
I'm buying. Were they last year? I think we have like one of the top rushing offenses in 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 the country, man. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna buy it. So give you an top idea. 40. Florida was 15th last year in total offense. In total offense. Damn that defense! How we managed to do that? Holy! That tells you how bad the defense was. Um, we got we got in track track races with with uh, Samson, <laughs> Samford, <laughs> Samford and Sons. Yeah. Got into a track race with Samford and his sons. Um, I'll, I'll buy that top forty. Yep, buy it. I um, I'm going to buy it as well. Um, this is where we get into a little bit of a sticky wicket. We got a. We obviously know Florida's uh, defense last year was uh, was not great. Although statistically, if you look at it, uh, fifty one overall. I would have thought they would have been. Quite a bit lower than that. Obviously, 51 is not what Florida expects or wants out of defense. Will the Gators have a top 30 defense this year? Buying so. it. I'm buying it. Top 30 defense, me, man. Uh, defensive tackles is a problem concern. I think uh, safety room, if people struggle, they'll get past. And we got some talented guys behind the starters. Uh, so I'm not worried about the position. I think cornerback is, is, is pretty good. I think Patrick Tony's uh, style of defense, what he's calling, is going to make us a lot more aggressive and not passive and sitting back waiting for things to happen like last year. Uh, guys knowing where to be, knowing to huddle up on, being able to get out the huddle and just to get us to your assignment on time. All that's going to be a big plus, man. So I'm buying it. I think there's going to be a severe lack of uh, blitzing from 14 to 15 yards off the line, uh, which right. really – which which really is how you dial up some defense. Um, I just I, I I just don't know. I think the I think Florida is going to have a really hard time stopping the run between the tackles. Um, uh, so I'll sell that. Um, I, I think there is talent, especially on the edges on the defensive yeah. line. I think you've got a lot of talent uh, at cornerback. Travis Johnson's a guy that I still really like, and we we haven't really talked about um, that much. Um, I think there's a lot of good young talent on the defense, um, but that might just be a, a year away. I am really interested to see Patrick Tony, to see him yeah. call it, to see him dial it up. I think, it, if I'm not mistaken, it'll be like the. I mean, I, I think he called it a little bit last year, um, but this is a different ball game. Yeah, no, I'm excited to see Patrick Tony. I think that he's he's got a couple years at Florida before he probably moves on to uh, to a head coaching spot uh, himself. I'm excited to see what they can do. I think that if anything, this is going to be a more well coached team than last year. I think that this team has a little bit more to play for, uh, and I think that there there seems to be a, a cohesiveness that we didn't see maybe last season. Uh, it's easy to say that now, uh, but everybody has a plan. Uh, until they get punched in the mouth, right? So um, I think the top 30 is going to be uh, with the talent that they're playing against and with some some question marks at the defensive tackle position, I think that Florida probably sits somewhere in the the high 30s, unfortunately. So I am going to sell uh, overall. Um, Q Lee, um, shout out to you for, for Nick won't buy. So Q Lee will buy in the chat for you. Buying, 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 buying. He sold one, so uh, we will continue to do that every week. Q Q Lee's like silk at 11. Just the money is just being tossed. Yeah, yeah, he's like Rick Ross on those dancers, right? Just dollar at 11. No, allegedly. (laughs) I don't think you're allowed. Just just in case your wife is listening, you're right. We weren't even at 11, we were adjacent. We were 11 adjacent. She was there. 
That's nuts. All right. Not a single Uh, dollar was thrown, fam. That's our buy or sell. We do have a segment, but before we do that, let's give a shout out to our friends over at Alumni Hall. Go visit them, alumnihall.com. Men, women, children, apparel, uh, lifestyle, uh, cups, uh, other uh, accessories and decorations. Go visit Alumni Hall online at alumnihall.com or in Gainesville on Archer Road. Uh, we appreciate Alumni Hall. Great people. Obviously, anything that you would want for the Florida Gators, they have in spades. So again, check them out, alumnihall.com. Whether it's a polo shirt for your golf outing or whether it's your next game day t-shirt or whether it's something for the house, visit alumnihall.com either online or visit them on Archer Road. Gentlemen, we have been building out some teams. Last time uh, we did uh, defensive line and linebacker. I lost miserably. Uh, my team's going to struggle there. Uh, but now we are going to choose. Did we run that poll? We didn't. I thought it would be tough to run the poll. I think I just need to make a graphic for it. Uh, you, you can't really like, write everybody's name team. down. So I also knew that I was going to lose, so. Yeah, I, I clearly came away with the win there. I think you handed it to me, and and I was sus- it was suspicious that the yeah, poll never hit Twitter. It was suspicious yeah. that the yeah, poll yeah. never hit suspicious. Twitter. Suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Well, Silk has access. Nick, you also have access. So if ever oh, I miss man. something, if ever I miss something, just <laughs> I, I don't have access. Oh, I, I, I don't have access to the Twitter. Oh, well. There's a severe lack of of punting appreciation on the S and G Twitter. So you know That's that I don't true. have access. Very good. Um, all right, so this week we are going to pick a head coach, an offensive coordinator, and a defensive coordinator. Um, so let's pull up the spinning wheel. While, while you wheel get that wheel, while, while you get that wheel ready, um, yeah, it, it's a technicality, but I think Ventro Miller has played for more head coaches than any college football player ever. Because if you include Randy Shannon. And, and Gregory oh, Knox. On, if you kidding. include the two interims, he's played. This is his fifth head coach. That's nuts. I saw in that there's years. a player for Northern Illinois that is an eighth year senior. With three defensive coordinators, six head coaches, three defense, defensive coordinators, five head coaches, five head coaches, three defense coordinators. And I was just I was just saying Randy Shannon and Greg Knox reminding Dan that they were head coaches at the University of Florida in case he wanted to pick one of them. With his first pick. All right, let's see. I have to share my screen by his. That might be his first pick for real, though, Nick. He might listen. Greg Knox. Greg Knox was the interim goat until the Gasparilla Bowl. He should have just hung it up. Shouldn't have shown up to the Gasparilla Bowl. All right, so we are spinning again. Spin that wheel. Dan gets to go first. Uh, Let's go. It's rigged. It's rigged. I've gone last the other times. Every Thank time you love this the poll, website clapping for me. Can you this hear poll the clap? Might get, this poll might make the uh, the Twitter page. Yeah, it might. And then we've got Nick. No, it's, this thing's racist. <laughs> 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 All right, and then Silk. All right. Hey, look at that clap for Silk. All right, clap for Silk. All right, gentlemen, I'm going to go first. <clears throat> I'm going to go. This might be tough. Do I go Jim McCoy? I'm going to go with Urban Meyer. <laughs> All right. I got Steve Spurrier. I, I, I didn't have a pick. I was just taking one of the two. All right. Well, I'm going to go OC. Give me Dan Mullen at OC. 
All right. Damn, on the OC, I, I was gonna, I was gonna say only good, really good with Tebow, but Killer Kyle, Killer Kyle got him. Um, it's my turn again. Relax. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me come back with it. I'm already screwed for head coach. Uh, I'm gonna go DC. Give me Bob Stoops. Mm, Solid. Okay. Can I can I make Will Muschamp a DC? No, you cannot, Nick. Can. That would violate the rules. You you know what? You can. You'll just be without a defensive coordinator. Um. Hmm. Give me Larry Fedora. Okay. That's interesting. All right. I am going to go with, let's see, on the defensive coordinator, I can go Charlie Strong or I could go Dan Quinn, both of whom did well. But I think I've got to go with the guy that uh, won the national championship. So I'll go with Charlie Strong. And then for offensive coordinator, geez, Louise. Ugh. Um, hmm. Oh, geez, boys. Um, bro, you got. You started. You got. You already should win this, man. Yeah, I know, but I'm trying to think. I'm blanking on the name because obviously, who are you missing? Hmm. You looking for a DC or OC? I'm looking for an OC. It's gonna be hard, man. Such an offensive-minded coaches that came in here in the past, man. That's why I had to grab Dan, get a little strategic. Yeah, thing. I mean, I was thinking like. I guess you could go like Brian Johnson, but there's just not a lot there, right? Um, and so many of the offensive coaches, whatever. I'll just go Brian Johnson. So me, uh, unfortunately, uh, I got. I think it's on coach. Nick. No, Nick, it's on okay. me. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go recent, and I'm gonna go with my dog Jeff Collins. Wind up my my class. So I've got Jeff Collins. Spurs, got got for Dora Collins. Collins. Nobody got nobody got uh Charlie Strong? No, I got Charlie, Charlie. I got Urban Meyer, I dropped Brian the bag. Johnson, I, I, and Charlie Strong. I dropped the bag. I should have gone Spurrier Strong. I went Spurrier. Oh, DQ? That's a good call. Yeah, that was that was the other name. That's who I was in between, but I would let him stick with Jeff Collins. I like that for him. Yeah, yeah, I like that for him. <laughs> <laughs> I think with him and his Mountain Dew and a in a <laughs> swag chalice. Jeff Collins blocked me, and I don't know why. I never even slandered a guy. Um, somebody we just hired Randy Shannon. I was just like, okay, cool. So we just got the same guy. So, so who's your head coach? Uh, give me McElwain, man. Um, Woo! Well, I, I, not, not, uh, yeah, I go McElwain. I was gonna say Zook, but Zook was just, you know, just not even like a, me. not even like a Galen Hall or a day or Doug Dickey or you've picked. Twitter's you you are going to cause a firestorm on Twitter. You you've got Dan Mullen and Jim McElwain 
on your coach. Yeah, today. yeah. What do you want me to do? My 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 defense bro, is we, crazy. Bro, but I think I think I think Dan Mullen. You look at Dan Mullen won a national title at OC, bro. So like, what do you? Not big of a gripe. You let Dan Mullen do the play calling. I think McElwain was a better recruiter than Dan. So we get, you know, we still get out Jamar Chases and those type of guys in the building, get awkward Dan out of the way. Uh, but defense is going to be top notch. And then when McElwain gets fired, Bob Stoops can step up, step up into the role. I get there you it. Go. Yeah. There you yeah. Go. It's a section plan. Stoops is an elite recruiter too back in that day. So we, we, our defense is going to be fired. Uh, yeah. But once you got Urban Meyer and Steve Spurrier, I'm screwed. Once they, once the machine was racist, I was out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, next week we are going to pick kicker, punter, unless you want to do it now and we can re-spin the wheel. Punter, punt returner. I feel like Nick's more prepared than me. And kick return. Nick is going to have himself a field day trying to get himself a punter and choosing one, right? We might make Nick go first and just pick a punter. Oh, that's just the kind of guy we are. All right, we'll run, the, we'll run that poll. After the show, coincidentally, yeah. uh, so so it's like Nick's more prepared for, uh, than that for me. Like he's gonna go and study Florida's punters un- until until we record next week. I could come Google back ready the list. I could have the list Googled and, and available to look at. I might go out of left field, man. I do. That's a good good one for us, man. We had some good punters and kickers, so yeah, yeah. I get strategic on that shit. I mean, Chaz Henry. I mean, there's names that we we don't even talk about anymore. Obviously, both Townsend, Beast, man. Chaz Davis. Um, who was the other? Uh, who was the guy? Chaz did the, did the uh, Kyle the Christie. Didn't Chaz do the choke joint with uh with your man? Grantham, Grantham told Grantham. Chaz yeah, did that to Chaz. Chaz. Yeah. Chaz was a punter who was having to kick a go ahead or a game winning field goal. Grantham told him he Big would choke, Chaz. or maybe Grantham was choking on uh, a snack on the sideline, uh, but Chaz did not choke. I noticed that nobody picked Todd Grantham in our defensive coordinator. Bro, Silk, Silk's, Silk's team, like the with with the coaches that he picked, I wouldn't have been surprised if he went with Grantham. What? Wow. No, you, I actually, got, that's so, a lot of like, shit. I was I was I was put in a corner with a head coach, right? That's true. But I think yeah. my defensive coordinator is on point. My offensive coordinator, damn one offensive coordinator, nobody has gripes with. They so damn so you assembled, coach. you assembled. I didn't hire Dan Mullen to head. You coach. assembled Will Muschamp's coach. actual coaching staff. You're like, we don't know who is going to call offensive plays, but the defense is going to is going to get. No, Dan's going to call the plays. You can't have oh. Mac out there with that NFL style defense trying to be Bama. And no, nah, we need Dan Mullen to keep it Florida style, the spread. Uh, McElwain is there just to. I needed a head coach, and that's I don't know those other guys at all. Yeah, he's just going to be there making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. No socks. Give me no Silk, man. I can't switch now. But oh, now you know what, Silk? I'll, I'll let you. I don't. I don't want you to catch unnecessary it, sway, uh, unnecessary uh, strays on the timeline. McElwain did give us trash, though. He did. Almost say he would have probably got you Jamar Chase too. Right. Matt Corral. Matt Corral. Matt Corral. Potentially Justin Fields. Y'all give McElwain a hard rep, man. You know. I mean, there's a, a he lot had to of go. He had that, to go. <laughs> that staff, like McElwain um, and, and Drew Hughes, that, that recruiting staff had gotten things figured out right. before Jim McElwain had like a fever dream and made up some death threats and then said it, said it out loud. All right, all right. So we're gonna add one person to our coaching. Uh, we're gonna um, we're gonna add another week and we'll do some uh, off the field, folks. Um, I get your marching. Let's do positional. 
We can go position D-line. coaches. Okay. Yeah, we can do position coaches. That gets more tricky. All right. Position coaches. Ooh, that's going to be tough. defense first. Then we'll go offense. You want to do that next week? Yeah. All right. Do offense and then defense. Do them in separate weeks. Love it. Uh, let's get a quick shout-out to our friends over at Home Field Apparel. Visit them, homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code Stadium and Gale, all one word. Get 15% off of your order. Just released a bunch of new stuff. And if you are an Indianapolis Colts fan like Harrison, uh, they are <laughs> announcing a partnership with the Indianapolis Colts this week. Uh, so congratulations to them. That is their first NFL partnership. But go visit homefieldapparel.com. Promo code Stadium and Gale, 15% off of your order. And enjoy the best vintage and softest cotton t-shirts in the market. Uh, quickly, before we head out of here, some Gator news of the week. Uh, all single game tickets are sold out for Utah. So that's pretty cool. Big, uh, big welcome to the swamp for uh, new head coach Billy Napier and the staff uh, should be an electric environment at 7 p.m. Uh, Kevin O'Sullivan, Florida Gators baseball coach, got engaged this weekend. Uh, so congratulations to Kevin O'Sullivan. Uh, congratulations to gymnast Leanne Wong, who won the uneven bars uh, at the U.S. Uh, National Gymnastics Tournament this weekend, actually here in Tampa, right across the street. And then incoming freshman Kayla De- DeCello, uh, who was named to the U.S. Senior National Team. Um, so congratulations to the both of them. In women's soccer, new head coach Samantha Bohan got their team's first win with a three to nothing defeat over Stetson. Congratulations to former golfer Tyson Alexander, who earned his PGA Tour card. He is the son of former head coach Buddy Alexander, spent 12 years as a professional on the Corn Ferry Tour, finally gets that card. So congratulations to him. In volleyball, the women's volleyball team is ranked number 15 in the AVCA preseason coaches poll. It is the 31st consecutive year of being in the top 15 to start the year. Congratulations to head coach Tim Walton, Carla Eccles, Amanda Lorenz, and Michelle Moultrie, all either current or former Gators who helped the United States win the world championship in softball at the 2022 World Games. Spray our uh, heptathlon athlete, uh, heptathlon athlete Anna Hall, who we've talked about quite a bit on this show, has announced that she will be going pro in track and field. So, congratulations to her. And then finally, the fourth assistant coach, or maybe the third for the Miami Heat, Udonis Haslam, has announced that he will be back on the sidelines for his 20th NBA season. So, congratulations. To you, Donis Haslam. Boys, I think that just about does it for content. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Yeah, real quick, I just want to update on uh, the September 3rd Utah game recruiting. Katie McDonald is going to be pulling up. I think most of our commits will be there. Uh, some names that are not commits that are pulling up. Katie McDonald, a four-star defensive lineman. Uh, his battles, uh, I think he's deciding also October 31st, which is Halloween. Coming down to Clemson and Florida battle, uh, OSU and Michigan also involved. Kamani McClain uh, out of Lakeland should be here as well, September 3rd, as well as Dejon Johnson, a defensive back out of Tampa Warden. Um, also, Will Norman left IMG to head up to Maryland, so he won't be playing in-state anymore. So if you pop up there to try to see him play a game, he won't be there. 
Hey, we need to uh, still count that, though. Just got to get those IMG numbers up. He committed yeah, while he was an IMG, so we're yeah, still yeah. counting it as IMG. You already wrote the article, Nick, so we got to keep it. That was, that was Corey. Yeah, shout out to Corey Bender. Uh, another big game, because a lot of kids started, a lot of our crew started playing this this uh, week. Eugene Wilson is going to be everything advertised, man. Super explosive. Every time he touched the ball, is a threat to score. Uh, got two touchdowns, an interception in one quarter, and they sat him down, man. It's just uh, good, good stuff that I've seen on the timeline. I didn't follow everybody, but got to see him get busy a little bit. That's all I got. Any word on why is he uh, why Will Norman is going back to New Jersey? Is it just to play closer to family, or uh, he's going to Maryland? Actually, he's going to uh, or Mar- Baltimore. I'm sorry, he's from New Jersey. Going to be playing in Baltimore, right? Uh, he said in his, his his press release in the note that he dropped that he wants to win a national championship and he has a better opportunity to do that. Up there. I think it's at friendly. Is he going to in Maryland? I thought he was going to. Could be wrong. No, he's from right St. Francis. Is that Saint right? St. Francis. Francis. Correct. Yeah. St. Friendly was uh, was that? Desmond Ricks is another Jesus. guy that's going to be on that visit as well. He's he's one who might reclassify. Uh, right? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what his grades or school situation is, but he's one that should reclassify because I think he'll be like a twenty-year-old freshman if he doesn't. Whoa, that's a good kid, though. That's a that would yeah, be a hell five of a star, game. five star yeah. on, our, on, our, on, our, on three. <laughs> so, I think so it was like twenty year old freshman. I mean, that's I mean, I've known some. I'm not going to put up people's business, but we've had some of those. Yeah, you um, want those, man? I like get them when they peaking, man. What that? I don't. I like them at twenty. If he graduating at twenty, get them on my campus. I think Pope, uh, not Pope, uh, Copeland was similar. I think. I think yeah, he was older. Um, wasn't Amari Cooper? The same over Alabama, like 19, Correct. almost 20. I think you went to Monarch. Um, there was a question earlier since we're on the, the topic of recruiting. Uh, do you think we'll get more active in recruiting South Florida kids? And Silk, I know on the, the roll-up, you often talk about the I-4 corridor, especially this season, is probably just as talented uh, as, uh, as South Florida is, if not more talented. Um, do you anticipate Florida getting more involved, or do you think if they can stay in the I-4 Jacksonville uh, Atlanta, South Georgia areas, they'll they'll be fun. Yeah, I think we'll get. We got some relationship with uh, uh, guys, some off the field guys that got some great relationships down there with uh, Hippolyte, Hypolite. How do you say his last name? Um, uh, Hippolyte. Hippolyte. We got some guys down there. And Andy Jean came from South Florida. I think we're gonna grab some more. Uh, we'll see more next cycle. Um, but our wheelhouse in Florida Gate traditionally I four is our area, and we we cooking in that area right now. But um, yeah, I think we get we, we locked down the entire state. They put an emphasis on this, man. Um, nobody else in the state is putting the emphasis that Florida is right now on keeping Florida kids home. I thought it was damn near impossible. But right now, um, they're doing a really good job of it. Already. Um, Nick um, or, or Silk, I know Bryce Thornton is a, is a name that, that somebody uh, talked about earlier in the chat. Um, He's scheduled to take a visit to to Florida and Alabama. Uh, mm-hmm. Chad Simmons, I think. Yeah, Chad put Simmons in, put in a, a crystal ball four star on on three. I think a couple of them have him ranked as a three star. Um, any word on on him or um, any comment? Someone that Patrick Tony, I think, is personally recruiting. Obviously, uh, being the safety coach, defensive coordinator, and, and Thornton being a safety. Um, he's the, out of Milton, Georgia. Yeah. Um, 
We have him as a four star. Would be a great get. I think you need to um, rebuild that, that secondary a little bit, considering you're going to lose uh, Trey Dean. Oh man, I, thought that, I almost said man, Jason Marshall. Can't believe I forgot Jason lose Marshall. Trey Dean. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah. So Bryce Thornton again, a name that we haven't probably talked a ton about. Five ten, one eighty five out of Milton High School in Alpharetta, Georgia. Uh, four star and on three, four star on our three star on the consensus, uh, ranked number four fifty three overall. Um, but you look at his offer list: uh, Florida, Alabama, LSU, Miami, Georgia. Uh, definitely doesn't look like an offer list of a three star. Um, so we'll definitely be interested to see. Uh, but that would be a another a great get, you know. Florida going head to head against Alabama to grab one. So, uh, Silk, if you don't have anything else, Nick, if you don't have anything else, let's take us out of the Manscaped ad read. And I think I have song of the week, so let me get that ready. Already, man. Be sure to visit themanscaped.com, man. We at the peak of the summer. Uh, football games are on the horizon for the fall. Do not step out into these tailgate streets without ball deodorant or the lawnmower 4.0 to keep you on point. Uh, anything man grooming needs, deodorant, uh, uh, ear, weed whacker, clean, it clears out the hair and, and, and your nostril hairs and your earlobe hair. Uh, anything you need uh, man grooming wise, uh, ball spritzer, uh, you know, ball toner. <laughs> they got it. Manscaped.com. Use coupon code SG20 for 20% off and free shipping. Let's go. All right. Let's see. Um, I'm going to do my boys Crawford and Power. They have a new song called Crying. Nice little country music song. Uh, so it'll take us out with uh, some traditional Dan Thompson country music vibes. And boys, we'll see you at the same corner, maybe a different time next week. Already, man. And thanks to everybody that listened on YouTube. Thanks to everybody that did uh, super chat. Thanks to everybody that has liked and subscribed. We appreciate you and thank you for supporting our sponsors. And as always, we have stuff available on stadiumandgale.com slash shop for you as well. Boys, see you next week. See you next week, bro. me up I heard you baby don't come around again I need to put the hammer down on a heart that's broke that just won't heal need a little alcohol the kind that could help me forget all the good things I've had that let slip right through my hands Up truck, the kind I can drop in four wheel. I got a new mountain to climb, and it looks like shit just got real. I'm eating no radio, the kind I can play our song. Maybe she'll forget about all the things I said and
that can get me so high High enough to fly above all the pain and the things she left behind I need no doctor, the kind that can check my 